and welcome to week six of the seek parenting podcast hello everybody it's been a while yeah but we we are now back um thank you for all your feedback and messages about the last podcast that we put out um again this is something that we are trying to do bringing all of the live current issues and the things that you guys are talking about and putting them out there um, in a way that we can all listen, share and, and grow together. Yeah, it was wonderful meeting everybody this weekend um, for the um, the Saki Smargam in Derby. Many, many people were coming up to us and talking to us about their po- about the podcast, how they enjoy it. And, and they really appreciate how honest we are about our challenges. Um, and they really enjoy listening to that. And often they feel that they're nodding their heads, you know, and feel that they can relate to it. Some of the stuff that we've experienced so much so um please continue to give us your feedback so this week we are very fortunate because we've got another special guest and we're going to be talking about technology this week so our special guest um is Val Bansal and he has spent three years initially at Kodak and once seen the demise of traditional photography and learning that digital is the future Val then went on to become an award-winning digital leader, being recognised both at external events and internally to Coca-Cola, where Val now works currently. In addition to his nine-to-five, he's also got his own blog about digital and has been on BBC One, BBC Asian Network and numerous other media channels sharing his digital wisdom and we are now fortunate that he's going to be sharing that digital digital wisdom with all of us. And he's doing all of this while being a Sikh dad as well. Um, and obviously, that's how I first come across Bao. I can't remember how, how it was, but it's been a couple of years now um, that we've been talking and sharing things. So so welcome, Bao. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. And uh, I just want to say it's an honour and a privilege to be on your podcast. So thank you for inviting me. And oh, and uh, and for you, for all you guys listening, we did uh, funny funnily enough endure some technical difficulties before we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Bal got us out of it. So. Yeah, thank you, Bal. So yeah, he's been Team approved. Effort. He's been approved. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what what are you up to at the moment with um, your website? So we've got balbansel.com as your website. So. So what is it that you that you do on that? Can you share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, my blog, my website, balbansal.com, um, I set that up about two years ago. And it's to kind of break down some of the digital, some of the technology terminology that's used. So, you know, yeah. digital is rapidly advancing. You know, we, we talk about artificial intelligence, virtual reality. Um, so much is happening so quickly. And what I try to do is I take some of that and break it down into simple terms, into everyday uh, everyday occasions, everyday things that are happening for us. So people of all ages can learn, understand, and hopefully kind of just realize that technology is a good thing. We, we've got to embrace it. It's going to happen either way. And, and how we can learn from it kind of moving forward. How, how did you discover that you had this passion for, for technology? I think I've always been interested. I think it goes back to when I was a little kid, when uh, we used to have the old hi-fi systems. I don't remember, you used to have the auxiliary cables plugged in in the back. Yeah. And I remember my dad shouting at me all the time, Kia karda tu, karda. and um, I, I used to love plugging them all in and playing around and things like that. So I've always had a keen interest in technology. And I think it's just fortunate where I've got to today and where I am now. Um, I've got the I've got the network. Uh, to learn so I've got friends in various organizations and companies who are working on some of the latest technology and I'm able to bring that some of that and talk about it which you know is is a is a great privilege to have yeah so um can you just share with us your um your family situation so um how many children have you got yeah I've got two children uh I've got a daughter who's aged 12 Milan Corbansal and uh, I've got a son who's called Daya Singh who's yeah. aged seven, but sometimes acts about 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typical. So as as we're talking about um, a, a home setup, uh, how does technology come into that for you? So how, how have you um, 
introduced to that? Because obviously, like I said, you're very passionate about it. Uh, but how have your children kind of taken that on board? And how, how do you have a setup in your family of technology? How, how is it perceived at home? I think I'm quite guilty because yeah. th- there's been a number of occasions where either I'm sent something or I've got to test something or look at something. So take um, Amazon uh, Echo, for example. There are other smart home devices available. But take the Amazon Echo. Um, I got it when it kind of first came out, just to test around, play with it, see what you can do, etc. And it's my fault. I put my hand up. Um, as soon as I started kind of understanding, experimenting, my kids started doing the same thing as well. And yeah. I'd say to a point, they're a little bit more advanced than what I am, getting a, a Alexa to do certain things. Hmm. And my home's quite small, so I've got the whole, you know, the light bulbs, the heating, everything's all connected. And now the children are very much looking for voice commands and a reaction. So they're walking um, from home, from school. They put the bags down. Alexa, what time is it? Alexa... <laughs> You know, I, I want to eat something. What do you recommend? <laughs> and the other day, my son, he likes his brown bread uh, with jam and ran out of jam. And I, I was quite shocked when this happened. He turns around and he goes, Alexa, put jam on the shopping list. And then walk out <laughs> the kitchen. Um, so, how, how did Alexa respond to that? <laughs> jam is on the shopping list. <laughs> and and, and it is. And hey, Presty, you know, more after the online shopping, jam was there. So it'll wow. be coming. Um, and, you know, iPads and everything else. So I think I put my hand up and I'm guilty for bringing all this technology home and they're, they're seeing it, they're using it. What I do try to do is I try to educate them. Yeah. We do have a lot of breaks from technology. So, okay. you know, we try to use technology and the outdoors together. Okay. Um, for example, there's like a little gardening set we brought. So they took it out into the garden and you get an app for it. So you can see how well your plants are growing what do you need to do? Things like that. And it encourages children to learn more about nature, the, the various plants that are grown in this kind of setup, etc. So well, it, it's difficult. It's difficult. All parents, I can, I'm probably guessing probably 90% of parents yeah. listening to podcasts have at some point or another just thrown an iPad at yeah. their child yeah. just to shut them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're all guilty of doing that. And you know what? It's not a bad thing, but it's what the child is doing on the iPad, number one. And number yeah. two, how long they spend on the iPad as well. Yeah, absolutely. What's an ideal time? It's, it's difficult. It depends on ages. So, so some of the, you know, like my daughter who's 12, she has to do some research for a science project. So she might spend a couple of hours. Um, for, for younger children, I wouldn't say any more than kind of 30 minutes to an hour max a day um but obviously it'll vary over the week you know they'll probably be doing activities there's other things going on in life um but but use use the ipad to the to your advantage you know get them learning there's so much you can do on the ipad there's so many apps that are available obviously you can buy other tablets you know samsung have them and you can get android tablets as well and there's so many apps available where you can learn and you can learn a lot about SIGKEY as well and that's the important thing and that's what i encourage my kids to do um, mm. you know also Punjabi is also my daughter goes to Punjabi school and Punjabi school hasn't even got their own app but you can get so many apps that you can download and learn Punjabi which is great and and it's these sort of things that you should be encouraging children to use the iPad for or a tablet device yeah I mean like you said you, you can there's a lot of positives there but what we found as well that you know we found that certain bad habits um, that have picked up and certain expectancies around technology as in you know I'm sitting down to have breakfast now I must watch something um, yeah. and then or any free time alone is you know this something needs to be on now there's that expectation there which we've struggled to manage but eventually you know through persistence and consistency we've managed to trying to get them out of those habits that like you said we have put them in yeah like, what, what do you do what? Yeah, Sorry, our, so I was just yeah I was just gonna say um um our middle child she's four years old now but we went for a period with her where she would come down ready for nursery or school or whatever and she would just sit at the breakfast table and just expect to have a device in front of her to watch like Ben and Holly or something and I noticed such a huge change in her behaviour um she just became like really recluse and she just wasn't becoming she wasn't as social as she was with us 
and then like even when she because they the kids always stay on a Tuesday night at my parents so we get a bit of a break and my mum used to say she can't she can't do without the iPad or watching TV did you know that and I was just it was like a light bulb went off in my head I was like oh my god we've got to do something and we had already noticed some behavioral things so what I did first was um I said to her you can watch something um when you get back from school and have your after school snack but you can't watch anything um in the morning and um you know and so it took I think maybe about 10 days or something like that of tantrums and moaning and asking for it and always going to seek dad for you know what she wanted because obviously he was he used to give in um, yeah I did yeah I admit that then I, you know <laughs> I had to really put my foot down and be like no we need to get her out of that habit and over time then my dad said to me we gave her the option do you want to do drawing or do you want to watch the ipad and she kept on saying I want to do drawing and then I knew we had broken the habit and so now um, she very rarely will, both kids actually will very rarely use any technology unless, you know, we're all watching something or we're, or the eldest is doing something or, and they do occasionally, you know, want to sit down and have some time to watch something and which is absolutely fine with us as well. But if I, if you, if, if I could tell you how bad it was at one point, you wouldn't believe where we are now considering you know, where, where we were, but I could see another thing that used to happen to her. And that's why I asked the question about how long should we let her, how long should children ideally be on, on the iPad or on a, or a device was after around 30 minutes, I noticed a kind of glaze go over her eyes. Um, Mm. and I would be calling her and she would be completely tuned out. Like I, I would be calling and calling and calling her. And she just would not respond because she was so engrossed in the screen. Um, And we had issues with her bedtime as well. She didn't want to go to sleep, uh, all sorts of things. And I I feel that since we kind of become really a lot more disciplined with when and how they use devices, I feel that, you know, a lot of a lot of areas of her behavior and her habits have improved. Um, which has made a lot of things a lot more easier. Not easy, but easier for us. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. But like we've had to go through those um, times and be consistent with yeah. it, persistent with it as well, mm. even in hard times. When we're out, out outdoors mm. in front of people and she's having yeah. tantrums. But the thing is also is like, you know, like even like us as adults, we are guilty of it as well, that in the, in the way that, you know, you just watch one video on YouTube and you could be watching YouTube for hours, right? Without even realising. Yeah. Yeah. One video yeah. after another, after another. That's what technology, that's, you know, with technology, it's like, how do you, you've got to have so much control uh, around it in order for it to be effective and for you to be productive with it as well, right? Absolutely. It's an addiction. Yeah. That, that, that's what happens. You become addicted to it. So as, as you just said that you know after 30 minutes there'd be a glaze um and and the addiction so you have to break that away and it can be difficult but i'm glad you did that and you persisted i think with my with my oldest um she's um currently doing like uh watches like tiktok videos um she isn't that active on social media but the good thing with her is she's always been kind of creative so she likes to sit down and draw and there was a phase where she just stopped doing that all she wanted to go was on, watch YouTube and that was it. Mm. And we did a similar thing. We, we stopped it. We banned it. I deleted it. And I said, I'm not installing it. That's it. Mm. Um, lo and behold, she found it on the TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then said, so, okay, you, you're not doing that. And similar to you, you know, a lot of parents listening who might have gone through the same struggle. And we were very persistent. We were like, no, you're not watching it. And her behavior changed. So she started doing more drawing, being more creative, et cetera. And we reintroduced it, but only half an hour every couple of days or something like yeah. that. And I sit there and I'm watching what they're watching. And it's usually some someone opening a box of toy and reviewing it, which is absolutely ridiculous. But that's a different story. No <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's about addiction and it's about controlling it as well. And you're right to, to your last point. As adults, we're guilty as well. I'm guilty as well. I watch a lot of Netflix. And um, I was watching a couple of... Um, couple of series and one of them was absolutely fantastic and i was like i need to know what happens in the next one before i know it, two hours are gone yeah um and and i'm, I'm trying to control it <laughs> as best as i can um 
but it happens. It does. That's happen. the, that's an effective thing, though, isn't it? That's that's the purpose of it because, like apps as well, they're designed for us to keep on wanting to go in them. Otherwise Absolutely, are they? Absolutely, and it's the fear of missing out. You know, yeah, if, yeah. if there's something that's happening and you don't know about it, or you're not part of that group, or you're not, you know, uh, yeah. seeing what's happening and invited, yeah. you have that fear. You you want to know. Everybody wants to be involved. It's that phone, that phone anxiety as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, you know, <laughs> I can tell you obviously recently because obviously we had to postpone the podcast when my phone was stolen. Yes. <laughs> I, so I was so going, it ended I was, up in China, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's according to uh, Find My iPhone. But I was like, uh, you know, just, you know, as we do, tapping on your pockets. Yeah. Like, where, where, where is it? Even though I know it had been stolen. <laughs> it was like, where is it? Trying to get out to look at the time. Uh, and everything but eventually you know i i got past that but that's just an example um of that and you know like with whatsapp you know when we're not on it for a few hours we're thinking to ourselves oh my god i need to get to some sort of position where i can catch up on the messages right yeah <laughs> but really yeah. you know it's not a big deal you know when we on the grand scheme of things is it you know what's the worst that you've missed you know generally it's not a lot is it and I, if, it's, I... if it's important you know, someone will reach out to you or call exactly. you or yeah. mess. There's so many forms of communication these days yeah. that, you know, if, if I, you know, similar to yourself, if I miss a couple of messages or something's for my attention and I don't reply back, I'll either get tagged, I'll have a phone call, I'll have, you know, instead of WhatsApp message, I'll get another message, text message, or someone will tweet me or whatever it might be. But yeah, there's so many ways to get hold of people. I, I have this thing. Um, and, I, and I've had it since I can remember um, where I can't have any unread messages. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Are you like, telling me that now? Sometimes <laughs> I look at Gabriel's, um sometimes I see his iCloud inbox and there's like 2,000 unread messages and like I start twitching. My eyes start going like funny or something because I'm like, how are you able to deal with that? And the same... So that's, it's always been like that for me. And even in like my professional workplace, I, I'm like that. And, and it, but it, it's now it's been transcended to my, my mobile devices where mm. if I've got that little red circle, you know, mm. on any of my folders on my phone, I'm like, you know, I can't help it. It's just something that I really try. So what I, I've had to do is I just turned off all my notifications. Best like, thing. I never get any notifications for yeah. uh, WhatsApp. I haven't for years. And that's why, and Gabriel knows that. So he knows if he needs to get in contact with me, then he will, t- he knows that that's going to ping. Yeah. Um, as opposed to my WhatsApp, which I have to go into, see that there's a message there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really scary, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of people like that. I'm, I'm kind of similar. So I don't like a lot of emails. Um, and I, know, I don't like a lot of notifications. But what I do, do I mute a lot of WhatsApp groups so it's not yeah. pinging all the time. Um, and, and if someone really does need me, they'll call me. And I tell people that, yeah. look, if you really need me, just call me. Yeah, absolutely. And if I don't pick up the phone, I'm probably in a plane or I'm really, really busy. And then, you know, leave a message. Yeah. yeah. Baji, what um, do you think that... Um, technology is important in early childhood education or do you think it's detrimental or do you think that there's a a medium balance there could be a balance i think there could be a balance you've got to be careful what kind of technology and how it's being used okay so i wouldn't recommend tablets uh, ipads things like that at a very early age i wouldn't recommend those however um you know something like a Bluetooth speaker for particular type of sounds would be good. Um, and, uh, you know, th- there's other technology you can use for children who are really, really young. Um, you know, cameras, for example, that link to your phone so you can see if there's any movement, if the child's okay. Um, so it depends what kind of technology you're referring to and, and how it's going to be used. Okay. When you say, um, the, like, the child's movement, do you mean, um, when, like, because I remember when we were pregnant with Gorbin Singh, um actually after we had him a day i don't know if a lot of people know this but a de- the day after he was born i could um i could hear like a funny sound coming from his breathing mm-hmm. and we ended back up in the in the hospital and we were admitted because they just didn't know what was wrong with him mm-hmm. absolutely horrendous time 
And when we brought him home, eventually, they, they had um, told us that he had something called Strider, which is when um, the, 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 um, the tube where you breathe through in the throat, I've forgotten what it's called now, um, it, it's underdeveloped, um, the muscle is. So um, when he breathes, it's like a little, it's like a balloon making that <laughs> sound. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so um, I was, because of the scare we had gone through, I was in such a panic and my sister came to stay with us and she said, um, you need to go to sleep because I just wouldn't sleep because I was so scared that he was going to stop breathing. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, there's an, there's a kind of device you can get where you put this pad under his um, That's right. pot and it tells you if he's breathing or if he's moving or something like that. And I, I, is that something that you feel is um, a positive type, type of technology? hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's a variety of technologies that are available and, and they do a number of things. So that, for example, is a fantastic uh, piece of technology, a device that will monitor your baby's movements, um, breathing, et cetera, et cetera. You can get cameras as well. So, you know, where you can check, is my baby okay? Um, and, and if the baby's moving left or right, how's the breathing going? And, and it can pick up different things. It can pick up heat as well, you know, the temperature of your baby. It can do so much. So rather than being a parent, having to walk over, having to check, having to, um, you know, go through a whole checklist of, um, a mental checklist of things, this device, this technology is doing it for you and saving you time as well. Okay. And do you, do you think, is, are there any kind of negative implications? Like, I don't know how these systems work, but, you know, any kind of, you know, how is it picking up the sensors, like the, you know, the heat sensors and things mm. like that? Is that letting off anything that could potentially harm the child or? No, no. So all of this would have been tested. Um, all technology would have been thoroughly tested, checked by various governing bodies to make sure that there's no detrimental effects. It's not going to harm the baby in any way. Um, if, you, if you think about 10, 15 years ago, we used to talk about Wi-Fi waves, you know, in the house and how it's not good for you and blah, blah, blah. And if you look today, you know, there's Wi-Fi everywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I'm right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Berlin right now in a, in a hotel. And, and as I'm saying that, I'm sure every, there must be hundreds of rooms. <laughs> Everyone's got a connected device. And, you know, yeah. it, it is safe. Um, if it wasn't safe, then you know we'd know about it, or there'd be certain reports I'd say, look, don't use it. And you know, a, a lot of the, especially for children, young children, or those um, adults or people who need it in a particular way, uh, maybe in hospitals, etc. It would have been tested firstly, and then there'd been further tests by government bodies to see, you know, what kind of radiation is given out. Um, yeah. Does it actually do what it's saying uh, when it's yeah. monitoring temperatures? What's it doing? Is it firing out a laser? Is it just sensing the temperature around? Uh, you know, how's it working? And so they'll do that due diligence to make sure it's doing the right thing and not harming anyone. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, but we don't tend to think about this stuff. Sometimes we kind of just hear it out there and we think, oh, you know, you know what what is the effect and things like that. But obviously oh. you're from the technology background and you obviously mentioned the rigorous testing that goes on before something can even sort of get onto the shelf, especially, you know, when it's coming to in touch with children, it's got to yeah. be, it's got extra, you know, safeguarding as such. So, I mean, that's, that's, a, that gives a lot of confidence to know that, you know, things are just not put out there. There's, there's a whole, you know, system out there where, you know, nothing's just going to come out where it's, you know, going to be detrimental. Absolutely. And, and if you're still unsure, if you're still thinking, should I use it? Shouldn't I use it? it whatever your heart says, get with that. that. That's what I'll always say. If your heart's saying, I'm not going to use it, that's fine. Don't don't use it. However, just be assured that, you know, it would have gone through all the due diligence. Even, you know, read reviews. There'll be doctors using it. And ask your doctor as well. Ask a medical professionalist and say, look, you know, is this the right thing to do? Technology's been around for ages. Even look at x-rays. Hmm. You know, I, I don't know when x-rays were invented or came about, but it was a long time ago. And that's a form of technology. So it's just evolved over time. What, I, what I'm hearing that you're saying um, is that 
technology, whether it's used for safety or development, can be a positive thing if used in the right way. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, obviously, it depends on what age the child is. The younger they are, you don't get them out. Don't give them too much screen time. In fact, don't give them any screen time if you can help it. Um, as they get older, let's be honest, they're going to use devices. They're going to get screen time. Um and, and try to limit that as much as you can, but don't govern it too much. Yeah. Give them the right things to look at and help them and educate them and, and make sure whatever they're doing, don't say no to that. Just try to understand, so why do you want to do that? What are you going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. And then through that kind of process, we should all be okay. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely on point there, like the purpose of it. What are you watching or doing? What are you getting out of it? We That's, in, that's an important question for a parent with a child definitely but also something that's quite kind of recent now that's been put in on devices is screen time like especially for ios for example mm-hmm. so you can keep an eye out on how many hours you're using the technology and you can obviously limit certain apps um and you know you can have downtime on the screen etc from certain hours i know i use that i'm sure many other people use it but again with that as well you need to have the control to say oh no don't add another 15 minutes on (laughs) or extend my limit for the rest of the day you need to govern that yourself but again like you said before it can be an addiction so you need to reach out for help um if you're struggling with that because it can be absolutely can be hard absolutely always check screen time 100 percent and and see what's going on um you know, are they spending too much time on YouTube? Are they doing, you know, whatever it might be, you know, keep an eye on that. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So you mentioned, obviously, you know, with, in terms of the development of the child, um, you know, take them outdoors as much as possible um, in nature, let them connect to other things um, as well. So I had, a, I had a question as well, which I sometimes think about as well that in terms of technology does it bring us to closer together as families or does it actually push us further apart what what i'm thinking about that is obviously we remember growing up without uh, mobile phones mm-hmm. but you know on family occasions everybody had a camera um and we'd use that as you know as much as possible right even before let's say even before digital cameras we had to film so we were limited with the amount of photos we could take and then moving on to digital cameras with memory cards that obviously expanded but we were happy to just snap away um, but now obviously with phones they're a lot more than just the camera but sometimes it can be a thing where you know oh don't take photos now let's enjoy this moment and things like that what do you think about that um my my thoughts on on it is that um if you're taking a photo and i might be biased because i used to work for kodak <laughs> and and for the younger folk who don't know what Kodak is, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. have to go and Google it. <laughs> Good shout. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, my, my thoughts is that if you're taking a photo, you're capturing. Yeah. I appreciate that a lot of the time when you're doing something, you take the phone out and straight away, you know, you're taking photos and you're taking videos and stuff like that. Mm. That's great. But also, don't forget, put it down after you've done taken a few photos and made a little video put your device down and talk to the person next to you have a conversation you know like you used to do back in the old days or like we used to do yeah. so it's, it, there's a balance there's a balance i I'm, i do it right so if i meet someone after a long time um I, I i sit down with them i talk to them we talk about families we talk about whatever it might be and now before we leave and I'll, let's take a quick little selfie take it you know and then you know if you miss that i'll put it on instagram or twitter or whatever and you know, it's it's nice to share it as well. Look, I met this I met this person after such a long time. We had a such a good laugh, and then other people can connect to it as well. So on on Facebook or wherever it might be, you want to put the photo up, and then someone else says, "Oh, I haven't seen him for ages. How's he doing? He's doing really good." You know, here connect with him, and then they connect, and then all of a sudden you've got all this all these little nodes connecting, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is really good." Yeah. So you know, use it for a positive. So th- there's got to be a balance, absolutely. And and you're right. We, we're, we're surrounded by so much technology these days that we've got to be mindful that, you know, a person sat there and I've, I've, I've seen families mm-hmm. where they just sat next to each other, but on their mobile phones. Abadji, um, you are just describing all my dying, my daft year right now. 
they, they still haven't come to grips, got to grips with what the smartphone is and how to use it and still call or breathe up and say, this has happened to my Facebook and this and that and that and that. When we get together, they literally are just on their phones. WhatsApp videos that are WhatsApp, really loud. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they get all these WhatsApp messages. That, yeah, 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 from India especially. That's it. And, and, you know, that the is there, and they feel really happy about that they yeah. feel a part of something. Sometimes I feel that. Um, and, yeah, I, I actually think sometimes that they're worse than us. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, but then they'll say to us straight away, you know, put your phone down, yeah. like, you know, but do you know what you said before? I mean, you, we have to be so mindful of this. Like, for example, we could be out with our family and we could be snapping away um, on our phone, you know, taking photos and, you know, we're uploading it to our Instagram story. And then all of a sudden we're getting messages from other people responding to those photos. Mm-hmm. And we start replying back straight away. And we're all of a sudden we're somewhere else. Yeah. We're not there with them. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. And that's a big problem. And that's a balance that you need. So it's fine yeah. to share the photo, but then put your device yeah. away. Um, and then when you yeah. do get some free time when, you, when you're at home or if you're on traveling, on the train by yourself, whatever it might be, then absolutely respond to messages, etc. Um, you know, yeah. don't, don't be on the device. And it reminds me of an image that I saw once. It was kind of a young girl um, uploading a selfie with her mum, both are smiling, laughing, etc. And she was laying on the sofa while the mum's cleaning the floor. And it kind of makes you think that it's great you're uploading the selfie with your mum laughing and smiling, but hold on. In reality, your mum's actually cleaning the floor. Why don't you get in your hands yeah. and knees and help clean, your mum clean up or whatever it might be? And and that's yeah. a lot of the youth. Oh, I'm saying youth, and I apologise for that. Um, you know, <laughs> There's many people, it's not just youth, sorry. The reason for apologising was, I'm sure there's all ages, that will take photos in a particular situation which doesn't necessarily reflect reality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That's and, and that's the kind of thing that, you know, all glossy photos on a profile and we know that it's not really like no, that all the time. Far from it. Far from it. It's funny, you see people posting photos, oh, I've got this new car or I've got this or, you know, whatever it might be materialistically. And and that's great, you know, I'm happy for you, that's fantastic. But but the problem is a lot of the impressionable folk who are in the late teens, early twenties, getting the first jobs are looking at these guys and girls and thinking, oh, you know, I want that, I want this. And then society becomes like that. And I'm sure you've read of studies and seen documentaries and blah, blah, blah on Instagram and how social media impacts people. It does. And we've got to keep giving that message to our children that everything that you see on the internet, on social media, is not true. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the real world. It's not the real world. Absolutely not. There will be elements, don't get me wrong, you know, if someone's done something good and got something fantastic, that's great. But they're the ones that are usually the humble or tell the story. And you can see, okay, they've worked their way up. Yeah, absolutely. But again, the other thing is that, like, this is the environment that we are all operating in now as well. So we need to acknowledge that as well. And like you said, to take the positives out of that. So we are all connected via those mediums now. So, you know, it's very difficult to, you know, share anything without sort of engaging somewhat with these mediums. So we need to know that these are actually here at the moment and they are they're prevalent at the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. As, as a mother who's raising two daughters and, and a son, um, there's already so many insecurities that my kids have at such a young age. And I'm shocked about that. And they're picking those up. You know, from all over, I'm sure I'm adding to that as well. Um, and it could be through anything, like a small comment. You don't know how it's going to affect anybody. But when they're going to school, you know, the people that they're around when they're at kickboxing, mm. you know, all these kinds of things. You know, that impacted with, you know, they both wear the stars and, you know, they live a certain lifestyle as well. Um, I like to think that they are, you know, I keep them quite, you know, grounded. And, and I'm always kind of reminding them that we are born to stand out and that, you know, this is who we are and we're proud of that. Uh, but I do feel quite scared about some some of the mothers that I do speak to through the Sikh mum Seva who, who are asking me questions about their daughters who are wanting to dress a certain way, who are posting certain pictures of themselves, who have open accounts, and they feel quite scared because they don't have control over it. Their children 
say to them, mum, you don't understand. If I don't do it, I'm the only one who, who's not doing this and um, I'm left out and, and things like that. And, and it can open our children up to some of the, you know, people contacting them and, you know, grooming and, and kind of these other fears and experiences that some, some of our community have gone through and other communities as well. How do you think we can control and safeguard our children around some of these dangers? I, th- I think control is a very um, strong word. And mm. I fundamentally don't think we should be controlling. I think what we should do okay. is govern. And I think what we should be doing is looking at what's going on and how we can help. I okay. fully understand, you know, where where children, boys and girls, can get groomed. Um, so I'm a governor at a school, so I've done various training and, and I understand it. Um, I, I think a couple of the key things, what I think from a technology perspective is you can see which apps, what we just spoke about, are, are the child spending most time on? Number one, mm. are they a lot of social media apps or are they just watching videos or, you know, what kind of videos as well? You can track that kind of information down as well. Secondly, it's about education. So, yes, you know, there's a number of times where the children are going to turn to parents and say, look, you don't understand. You don't know what's going on. Um, just let me do this. And they, they'll be either tra- part of certain circles. They'll be trying to get within certain circles. They'll be trying to impress certain folk, etc. And if you try to control it, the only fear that I have is the child's going to distance themselves from you probably further. And the mm-hmm. best thing in my situation would be, is, okay, I don't understand. Explain it to me then. Tell me what's going on. And if you think you're doing the right thing, then, hey, carry on. However, if you're doing the wrong thing, you know, there's a reason. And then if you educate your child, depending on, once again, what age they are, we try to educate them and tell them, look, do you know what grooming is? Do you know what's happened? And then a little bit of honesty. Okay, you would have to tell them the whole extent of, you know, what goes on, etc. But just explain to them, right, you know, some of these, what happens is there'll be people on there who are not your age. There'll be people who be looking at your profile. And then if it's open, messaging you, you might think, oh, they're my age. They're interested in talk back. But it could be that they're, you know, a 50-year-old white male living somewhere uh, you, you just don't know what's behind the screen so if you're messaging someone who goes to your school and you see them on an everyday basis i get that that's fine however if messaging or you're talking and communicating to people you don't know that's where the risks come mm. that's a really scary it is, it is. It, is the, it is the unknown like you said that we need to be wary of like you said if you're if you're communicating with people that you're seeing on a daily basis, that's totally different to communicating with someone that you've got no idea about really. Cause you just, you just, it's just a words conversation. And, and again, moving on to this quickly is um, emojis as yeah. well. <laughs> you know, we're, we're a lot of the time we're, you know, signaling via emojis and they could be taken in all sorts of ways as opposed to written word, you know, Absolutely. And there's usually acronyms as well, right? Um, that have different meanings. And as parents, you know, the, the children evolve quicker than us. And they'll yeah. be using different acronyms. And I'll be thinking, well, you know, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> They're shortening it, shortening it. Like, Absolutely. To, even like a, got a letter or something like that. Now so it's about us being really conscientious and, and going out there and finding out what's going on and just being really visual. And fully, fully agree. As parents, um, our responsibility isn't just to find out from our children and and control them and, and yeah. you know get them to tell us what's going on. You, you know, try to educate yourselves. So all the parents listening to your podcast, I strongly recommend. If you don't know what some of these acronyms mean, some of these emojis that kids are sending to each other, find out. Go. There's there's various websites that'll break it down for you. And then as long as you know, and then now and again, just, you know, check your child's phone or if you're not getting access to it, question, why isn't my child letting me access the phone? Um, with with my children, especially Millen, who's 12, I make a point that when I am come back from work and I sit down, I call her over and she sits down with me. Sometimes I get home late um, or if I'm time and she's having dinner, we sit down together and we'll talk. 
How was your day, Mel? And what happened? Oh, it was good. We did this, blah, 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 blah. And I'll make a point for at least 15, 20 minutes. We'll sit there at the dining table and talk. No devices, just talk. And she'll tell me everything. And chances are, probably 9 out of 10, she'll tell me she made a TikTok video with her friend Lily down the road, <laughs> which is fine. That's great. And then I'll say, show me the video. So she'll show me. And then I can have a look. Can I just have a look through your TikTok app, whoever it is? Yeah, Dad, go for it if you want to. Oh, I made this last week and oh, we did this. And all right, is the account private? Yes, it is. Okay, who can see it? No one, just family and Lily and people at school. Okay. So, and, and so I'm not controlling her, mm. but I'm governing what's going on. Mm. Are there any other apps, Millen, that you've downloaded? No, I haven't, Dad. I haven't got anything else. Oh, I spoke to, you know, uh, Nim, who's my niece. Oh, okay. What's Nim saying? Oh, yeah, this, that. We just had a conversation. Oh, that's good. And so, once again, it's it's just being able to govern and understand. And I tell her to explain things to me as well. I'm like, Millen, I don't understand this. Explain it. Well, Dad, you know, dot, dot, dot. And then she'll explain things. <laughs> and that's fine. I want her to feel that, you yeah. know, she's she's in control, not me. She's in control. Yeah. But yeah. she's got the confidence to say to me, Dad, look, you know, this is what I'm doing or this is what's happening. That's a really key point you make because... One of the buzzwords we hear all the time is parental control, isn't it? Mm. Parental controls on your broadband, parental controls here, there and everywhere. And like you said, that's something we want to try to avoid because, like you said, you want them to be in control of, of their own narrative. Exactly. Through the technology, but you are say, governing it and making sure that, that it's safe and that you are streetwise enough to know what's going on and how to use it, etc. Uh, so absolutely. Really and data as well, just to touch on that. You know, yeah. the, the, there's so many devices that we've got, um, even as adults of parents, where our data is being consumed. And, you know, let's just take Netflix, for example. I'll watch, um, I watched Sacred Games um, and I watched uh, Umbrella Academy, two great series, by the way. Um, and straight away, Netflix is recommended, <laughs> oh, pal, you should watch this, or you should do that. Um, and, and so that data is being consumed by them. There's data everywhere. Our personal data is everywhere. Yeah. And what's yeah. happening is I'm, I was explaining to my children as well, explaining to them, look, as soon as you put your name or your date of birth or whatever it might be into anything, they've got your data. And luckily, we can control some of our data, but sometimes you can't. Your name could end up somewhere else. And then, you know, someone else could apply for, you know, potentially credit cards and then you know, fraud, fraudulent activities could take place. So you've got to be careful where you're putting your information and data. Mm. that's such a good point about data yeah never really thought about that well, you hear that isn't it theft of data exactly so um your youngest you've put his name on on social media correct you yeah. put his date of birth on social media social media i don't think no, so his, his birthday birthday yeah and he's born yeah, last year yeah you probably yeah. see where i'm getting with this right <laughs> yeah Oh my god, that's scary. <laughs> so somebody out there yeah, can easily course. get your son's name, his date of birth, probably figure out where yeah. you live. Uh, has got yeah. your name, Benji. Got your name, Gurpreet Singh. All of a sudden, he's building a picture up, and I don't want to continue the story right now because all the other people listening to the podcast, you know, <laughs> it's going to get public. <laughs> no, but you're right because you know, like even with you know, when someone posts a location of something, they could post their house on there, for example. Absolutely, you know. And, you know, that's, again, that's, that's a danger. But also, you know, I've, I've seen people posting, you know, because very innocent from their point of view, where they're posting a photo of their child at school with the name of the school there. Exactly. The back. Yeah. You can see it. So, you know, we don't think of these things because obviously it's very, it's an innocent He's thing. He's saying right? that because I did that recently and he said, take that off because she's no, wearing because a school uniform. I didn't realize. Fully agree. Yeah, I did you take that. it off. Fully agree. You should not have anything yeah. where anyone can locate the location of your child anyway because yeah, well, social media there's lots of people on there now many are nice there'll be so many that are unfavorable and there's this is those unfavorable characters out there that will try to build up this image and find out okay where's your child what's going on and just other information as well is that is that something so are we are we going into kind of dark web territory here potentially yeah yeah it's it's like you said something that so the more that we can do to um safeguard that and and govern that ourselves what we're doing with our own data also has an implication on on our children absolutely as well absolutely 
you've got to be so careful what information you share. And f- for example, a couple of years ago, you might have heard um, people on Facebook were, were tagging themselves on holiday. Having a lovely two weeks in Cyprus, weather's lovely, and a selfie of the family. Guess what? The house yeah. is ha- empty back here in yeah. England. And uh, people have built a picture. Okay, this is where they live. And then they've probably put, you know, information where they can find out where they live. And now they know they're on holiday in Cyprus for two weeks. Guess what? Yeah, the inevitable is happening. Exactly. Yeah? You'd have to be a rocket scientist or a data analyst to work that out, do you? Something quite recently happened to me, actually, where um, I um, got an email from from I don't know who. And he said, I'm, this is your address and this is your password, which he was right, or she um and um i've been able to i've got other passwords um and other email addresses of yours and um if you don't pay me this amount of money um i'm going to reveal to all your contacts from your email address that you've been looking at um like dodgy sites and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i was thinking to myself and i've got proof of you watching it basically and i was thinking to myself well i know i've not been doing that so that's really <laughs> weird um, yes. So go ahead and do it. And then I spoke to my cousin who works at ASOS and he's their security person there. And he said, he goes, yeah, people do that day in, day out. And they make so much money yeah. because uh, yeah. people do actually send them money. Yeah, people, yeah. yeah guilty conscience, and, isn't and, it? And should I <laughs> tell you what my email address was? My email address was my email address, which you can get from anywhere. But my password um, was my daughter's name with a one on the end. Oh, and no. No, he said to me, my cousin. He said, is your password one of the kids' name with a one on the end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, how did you know? And he goes, because that is just like the first thing like someone would guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, that's no, what happens. The, the, there's articles out there that it, I think the top 10 common passwords. First one was the word password itself. Yeah, the second yeah. was the city they live in. London, yeah. And then the third <laughs> one was something like kids' names. Um, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. To all your listeners out there, two things number one make sure you've got a good strong password you know these days when you're logging in or you're signing something they ask you to use a, an uppercase a capital letter a lowercase a number a symbol you know a question mark symbol anything just make it as complicated as possible as you can but one that you'll remember now if yeah. you're using it on a device then you can have your device remember it usually say on, on Apple iOS, it'll say, remember password, and then it goes yeah. into the you can remember it. So you'd have to type in each time. Um, and then secondly, renew it. There's so many people that don't renew their passports. So if you're in a corporation, chances are, if you've got a corporate laptop or whatever it might be, you're prompted every three months to change it. That should yeah, be the same in your personal life. Change your passwords on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, many, um, so many people just don't do it. They'll just put it there. 10 years later, it's still the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's something that, yeah, but uh, we're we're in that mindset that because we we're so conscious that we need to remember it. It needs to be something favourable, like you said, your child's name or yeah. where you, you live or whatever password one two three, <laughs> whatever whatever it is. Baji, can I just ask one more question? And I'm and I'm backtracking a bit because I forgot to ask you at the time when we were talking about this, but um, I was wondering. Would it benefit me um, and my health if I was to turn off my data roaming and Wi-Fi at bedtime? It, it wouldn't make any difference, in my opinion. Um, because wherever you live, I'm guessing you've got neighbours? Yes. I'm guessing they've got Wi-Fi? Yeah. Yeah, you can I, see where you can, I can yeah, see where you're going um, with this one. <laughs> okay, so it makes no difference. <laughs> okay. Where are you going to turn it off from? Exactly. Yeah. So okay. if, if you're going to turn off the whole streets internet, then firstly, good luck on that because chances are, I think a lot of your neighbours will probably agree. Um, yeah. You know, and and we're entering this era of smart home, and uh, I've spoken about it on my blog as well. Where you've got lights are connected, your heating's connected, and if you've yeah. got no Wi-Fi, then nothing's connected. We had a bad experience with that, by the way, but I'll tell you that offline one day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we we understand, like you said, everything is yes. programmed through the smart home right. hub or whatever. So, what are you going to turn off? Exactly, you know, well, nothing's going to work then, right? What I would say is, when you do go sleep, move your devices away from you. So, okay. um, I usually 
I'll, I'll be honest. I do a quick run through on my emails, make sure there's nothing urgent before I go to sleep, which I shouldn't do. Um, I check a little bit of social media just to see what's going on in the world. Um, and then I, and then I switch off my device and I move it away from me. And I just have 10 minutes just to myself, downtime, relax, just gather my thoughts. Um, so what I would recommend is, you know, your, your smart watches, your iPads, your phones, all of that. Move them away from you uh, wherever you're sleeping. Just put them on the other side of the room. Uh, if you have an alarm clock, make sure it's a little bit further than arm's reach. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's something quite common that, that people do do. So, yeah, you can you can do that if you want to do something. Absolutely. That's really good advice. So, Val, thank you so much um, for joining us this week. Um, it's been really insightful. I know myself, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from this, and I'm sure a lot of the people out there listening would, would have taken something away for sure. So, obviously, um, you know, you've got your own podcast, um, Think Lean, Get Digital. So, Which I love, by the way. Yeah. You, thank you so much. Hilarious. It's great. You really compliment each other. You really compliment each other, and I'm always in stitches, and it's brilliant. It's great. And so, obviously, you know, whoever's listening, you know, get in touch with with that um, podcast. Um, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to that. Yeah, Dean. Subscribe. Dean, Dean yeah. Bell, yeah. <laughs> Carry on the conversation with him because you know we've 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 only scratched the surface here, haven't we, mm. on technology? We could talk, exactly. talk about it, you know, for so long. So mainly bow we, we didn't even speak yeah. about um driverless cars we yeah. didn't speak about any of that exactly i mean that's that's obviously the future right um yeah but i'm sure you're going to be you you talk about that on your blog um i've, I've, seen, I I've do. seen that so that's obviously um just to let you guys know that's bowbansel.com where bow's written blog but obviously he's got his podcast as well which is think lean get digital which is on all major platforms um on instagram it's mr bowbansel and on Twitter, Bal Bansel. Um, so get connected with Bal and um, you know carry on this this technology conversation with him. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, likewise. As I said, you know, thank you for inviting me. Feel honoured, privileged. Um, it's just great to talk to you guys. Really, really love the conversation. Um, I just love what you're doing with Seek Parents and, thank and you. keep going. Vice versa. Have a good night. Enjoy Berlin. Yeah. Take care. Thank you very much. Thank you.